Hello, St. Louis, and welcome back to Locked on Blues. I am your host, Haley Simon. We have a lot to talk about today with the Prospect Development Camp, and I'm going to give you my thoughts, of course. And then also, folks, what moves will be made, if any, and then we go into the season with realistic expectations and what I truly think the season will be for the St. Louis Blues. This is all coming up on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Blues your first listen every day. My name is Haley Simon. And we have a lot to talk about. But first, for those that don't know me, my name is Haley Simon, as I said, and I am your host of Locked on Blues. I've been covering the NHL for about five seasons now. It all began in 2019 when the Blues went to the Stanley Cup and they won. I work in the radio industry and I also work with just really anything media related. So I do a lot of sports content as well and love sports. Sports are my life. As you guys can tell, oh no, yet again, another new background. This is my bedroom of my new place. So I will be getting all my blues gear set up. I just moved in and then I went on vacation. So I haven't really had time for anything. I mean, I do have the microphone, but that's really it. But I also want to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right. Prospect Development Camp and my thoughts. So obviously, Prospect Development Camp is... And before I begin, yes, my voice, I lost my voice. That's why there wasn't an episode yesterday. I had no voice at all yesterday. Um... I couldn't even get like a word out. I was coming back from vacation and I feel like sometimes when you go away and you're in a different environment and element with the weather, especially, you can sometimes lose your voice. So for those that are listening, for those that are on YouTube, I am okay. I'm not sick. I just lost my voice and I wanted to be able to give you an episode today because I wanted to talk some St. Louis blues with you all. So Dvorsky looked good. He looked so good and this is something that impressed me a lot in this camp obviously he just got drafted so there wasn't much of a turnaround between getting drafted and then boom going right into the camp he really impressed me now I can't say that I would feel confident putting him in right away when the regular season begins it's iffy. A guy can look really good in camp, and then when it comes to the regular season, they may not perform as well because, again, this is the National Hockey League. And as excited as I am, I also need to kind of come down from that excitement and that enthusiasm and just remember that this is a process, and that's all it's going to be. So while he did impress me, he got an empty netter. I believe it was double OT, um, and he was on Team Kachuk. Yes, and he got an empty netter goal. Like, he just really impressed me. So I have to say that this is something that gives me hope. And, yes, um, the 2023 Plagger Cup winners were Team Kachuk. 
and that's obviously named after the great Keith Kachuk. His sons Matthew and Brady do play in the NHL, but the original Kachuk, the best Kachuk, will always be the St. Louis Blues' Kachuk. So that makes me excited. I felt good about this development camp, and it's one of those things where you saw some guys shine. You saw some things that may be a little concerning, but these guys can really play. And, um, you know, Zach Dean, who I think a lot of people forget, maybe they just don't remember, but, you know, we got him from Vegas when we, um, made the deal with Ivan. So he did pretty well. Um, a lot of the guys did well, and I can't say that this was the best camp but I'm just really happy about Dvorsky. And, uh, yeah, my co-host Stella is in the background. That's my cat. But I'm really happy about Dvorsky. And I think that, you know, just just seeing how well he played made me excited. It was also nice seeing, you know, Jordan and Robert Thomas. And, it, you know, it's nice when you see the characters with the prospects and, Everybody loves Dvorsky. It is unbelievable. These prospects, you know, they came hard. They played with a lot of effort and talent. And I'm not saying that it's unrealistic um, to say that a lot of these guys will potentially make it because they could. But when I'm looking right now at the prospects, right now, and this is just how I feel. Dvorsky, maybe put him on the fourth line when the season begins. See how he does. But I wouldn't be opposed um, to trying to get him to play. And then Dean impressed me too. Who I talked about who uh, the Knights got from Viva Las Vegas. And then Stenberg, he did well. That was another guy that we just drafted. I like when the guys that we just drafted did well. Um... Loof, I wasn't, I, you know, it's funny, like, I wasn't, like, too thrilled, but it also wasn't, like, his defense wasn't awful, but I'm curious about what you guys think, because, oh, and how did I forget this player? But he did really good, and, um... You know, his second year, so he did well. I, I can't say anything bad. I think it's just going to be a battle of who plays the hardest. But when you have a guy like Dvorsky that just got drafted and is absolutely dominating, it makes you think some of these guys that are coming back, you know, for their second camp or whatever, where are they going to fall? Because you have a guy that's so young that is absolutely brilliant on the ice and it looks beautiful on the ice. And that's where my thoughts kind of come into play is what does this mean for the rest of the guys in this camp? And is it a thing where these draft classes throughout the years are just going to get so much more competitive that you really need to shine immediately and you can't take too long to develop? Because developing is important. And that is something I wanted to touch on 
I would never want a guy to play in the NHL and be on that level if they're not ready, if they need time in the AHL, if they need time. If they need time, give them the time because I would rather have that player, that prospect, be fully prepared as best as possible because the more developed they are, the better they'll be when they're finally on the Blues. And that's one thing that I can kind of credit St. Louis on is that the St. Louis Blues do a good job of developing their players, I feel like. They do better than most teams around the league. My co-host Stella agrees as soon as I said it. She waved her tail. She was like, yeah, no, I know. That's true. But it is true. So I feel so bad. My throat is, like, cutting out. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Hopefully I get my voice back. But going on what I was saying... Camp was good. It gets you, it gets me, it gets you probably excited for the season. It's still, you know, it's July 5th, 4th of July was yesterday, and there's still a little while to go. Preseason is in September, but then don't forget you have training camp in August and September. Like, there's things coming up. Um, Oh, I didn't put my Twitter handle. There you go. <laughs> there's things coming up where it gets you excited, but this is kind of the first glimpse as to the talent that the Blues have, you know, drafted, developed, and are working with. So, yes, it is exciting. Yes, you want to see the best from these players, but here's another thing, and this is something that um, I want to ask you as a question. How important... Is this prospect camp for you? For you as a fan, how important is this for you? Because Tim Taylor, oh, that's funny, my middle name's Taylor. That's why there's a T and Haley D. Simon, who um, is the Blues' director of player personnel, said, and I quote, this is the best development camp we've had. Taylor has seen a lot. He, you know, joined in 2011 And he said again, I'm going to do another quote. I don't think we've ever had, since I've been here, the talent that we've had on ice in these development camps. After four days of workouts, drills, scrimmages, and bonding activities, the talent was unreal. So, yes, it's it's not a bad thing when, you know, you see talent. And, you know, Zachary Bolduc and uh, Zach Dean, you know, they're getting told basically by the coaching staff that they're almost ready. So current Blues, Robert Thomas, and I said Jordan Jordan Cairo, also made an appearance at the camp, and they talked to the prospects and kind of gave them that mentor. So it's one of those things where there was a nice-sized crowd at the camp for the scrimmage. I love the scrimmages. Scrimmages are always fun, no matter what, if you're a fan, if you're a player. But it's so good, and I know I'm being positive, but how can you not be when you see that blue on the ice again and you it just it gets you excited man and it got me excited and does it get you excited or am I just being a little over dramatic because I'm a nerd and I love some hockey I think that just might be what it is I think I'm just a nerd who loves hockey and it got me excited but overall the camp was successful and it's a great way to kind of take away the fact that There is a level of talent 
There is a level of talent with the St. Louis Blues team, and their skills have been beautiful. Beautiful. And yes. Okay. Let's let's take a step back. Maybe I'm getting a little too ahead of myself, but this is why you kind of have to trust a process in a way. Because last season, I keep on saying this, it wasn't good, but this camp, it really makes you think, does the future look brighter than most people think? And I know, some people say I'm a little too positive, a little bit too optimistic, but how can you not be? How can you not be? That's the beauty of the game, is, you know, living kind of in a fantasy, if that makes sense. But you know what isn't a fantasy, and you know what does make sense? FanDuel. FanDuel makes sense. So I'm going to tell you guys about FanDuel. So new customers can get up to a no sweat first bet $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I love about, this is what I love about FanDuel, okay? I use FanDuel today. I woke up early. Yeah. Did I play some table tennis? Yeah. And I won some money. And I got to cash out instantly. So you can bet on all of your teams. You can bet on your hockey, your baseball, your basketball, your football, even table tennis starts. Even Joey Chestnut's hot dog eating, you could bet on anything. FanDuel is the best. And there's no better place to bet off playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on again at no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked on FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Oh, man, I love my FanDuel. <laughs> uh, but you know what else I love? Moves will be made, if any, because there are some things going on. What is going on? A lot is going on. What's going on? Nothing. Wait, no, hold up, hold up. What? What is happening here? So, folks. Elliot Friedman, who does a great job, he reports NHL, um, one of my favorite sources besides Chris Johnston, he said, Taryn Sunko has a new representation, J.P. Barry and Paul and Pat Branson of CAA, which means there's no deal in place with any team, but process resets today. It's, it's a, that's an interesting thing. Sometimes I don't know what's going on with hockey. I don't. Because one day you think, oh, it's all fine and dandy. And then the next day, it's kind of like, <laughs> wait, what now? But I guess new representation's good. I, you know, free agency, nothing crazy happened. I broke down to you about, you know, the guys that the Blues acquired. Nothing crazy. I don't think anything else will happen. I know that sounds kind of maybe out there, but I feel like, with free agency, it just happens usually within the first couple of days and then, like, nothing else after. Now, that might not be the case, but for St. Louis, I do believe that is the case. Um, I know there is a lot of talk when there is the rumors about, I want to say, was it a week ago, two weeks ago, with Krug and... The Flyers, yeah, two weeks ago when, you know, Tory Krug was rumored to potentially be traded, but then he didn't want to waive his no-trade clause, which is totally, again, that's fine. Literally, his decision, he can do what he wants. 
and no one should be judging him. But the interesting thing is it got me excited for potential trades. And I know, I know you guys, sometimes trades aren't always good. They don't always work out. I get that. But I was so excited, man. I was thinking, you know, the Blues could get some really cool guys. They could free up some cap space and just help out the future. And then, I mean, they got Kevin Hayes from the Flyers, but I mean, it wasn't like anything crazy. So my expectations when it came to moves were that they would try to do some more stuff. But after this um, development camp for the prospects, it kind of put me into a perspective of, okay, I kind of see why they're not making as many moves because they have such amazing talent coming in, but it still wouldn't hurt to clear up some cap space. And hopefully something will happen. I don't want to say crude necessarily because I don't know if he would even be willing to leave. But just in general, it makes you think, will the Blues be able to do anything about that cap space from him? Or will it just be an indefinite kind of, yeah, well, this is the situation that we as a team, not me, them, when I say we, I'm not on the team, I'm talking about them, is this the kind of situation that they, the Blues, will have to deal with, or is it going to be, okay, maybe in the future something will happen, but for right now, just focus getting the guys ready for the season, and again, there's always, you know, time in the regular season to make moves if you assess and you think that, a player would benefit your team and you could try to work at a deal in that instance. But I don't want to make any rash sayings on here, I guess you can say. So I'm fine with what's going on now. Fine. We have made no big moves. Fine. But just clear up that cap space. And that's all I could ask for is that cap space to be cleared up just a little bit more. That would make me feel more comfortable. That way uh, the Blues could be more successful. At the end of the day, what matters is the Blues' success. And anything to benefit the team, not even just now, but even in the future. Um, I'm a big believer in waiting it out to be better. I, I know. People want to win now. I, I want the Blues, obviously, to win now. I'm not going to like sit here, I'm like, stand here, sit here, and say, yeah, I don't want them to win. Of course, I want them to win. But I do understand that sometimes it does take time. But hockey is an interesting sport where, in reality, your team could go from not playing that well to playing so much better. So I... I just, I don't know. I just think that there's more potential than people might think. And I sound like Minnie Mouse. <laughs> um, all right. So the last thing I wanted to touch on today, and before I tell you about that, I'm going to tell you about our Twitter handle. You can follow at Locked on Blues. You will find all of your latest blues information on YouTube. We hit over 700 subscribers. So to my everydayers, thank you very much. Um, I truly love doing this podcast and talking about the St. Louis Blues every single day. It's um, really the joy of my life. And you guys as a whole, 
my everydayers are awesome. And I enjoy talking to you. I do. I feel like we're kind of becoming friends. And what better way to bond than hockey? <laughs> because for me, it's really just hockey. Like, talk to me about anything else. I'm like, I'm out, dog. Hockey, I'm like, okay, what's good? So, um, <laughs> I would not want to continue losing my voice any other way. But, as I said, I have one more thing to talk about for today's episode. Today's episode is flying by like crazy, which makes me sad because <laughs> I don't like when it flies by. I like being able to, um, okay, the last thing, expectations for the season, but make them realistic. I came on here a couple episodes ago and I said something kind of outlandish and since then I'm like wait I need to like be real I need to be more realistic and I live in fantasy land. I could see the blues being a potential wild card playoff contending team. I I don't know if I feel confident enough to say that I think in any way they could win the Central. I don't believe so. There are so many talented teams in the Central, and prove me wrong. I would love to be proved wrong, proven wrong. But for them to win the Central, it just seems a little difficult. But maybe ask me in a year or two when these prospects were mostly developed, I would have a different response. But given the current state, given the fact that there wasn't really any big moves made besides the addition of Kevin Hayes, I can't say that I'm confident that St. Louis will be this dynasty team, that they will be a team that will come out really strong out of nowhere. I just, I love the Blues. And of course, I want the Blues to play well. But it's a reality of this might just be a season of getting the groove back together. And while that's not, you know, the same as winning and it's not as exciting, it's better than nothing. It's better than having a mediocre season. So the fact of the matter is I can see them having a pretty well, good, oh God, my voice, a pretty good season. I just don't think it's going to be the best. I don't think it's going to be the worst. I think it's just going to be... in the NHL. And it wouldn't surprise me if other teams in the Central weren't as good this coming season and if other teams do get better. I believe the Blackhawks will be a better team because just because Bedard's coming up right away and, you know, getting Taylor Hall. Like, they have some talent. I can't see, like, the Coyotes <laughs> playing well. Um... Even the Avalanche, I don't see them playing well. I just, I feel like the Blues could finish in third or fourth in the Central, which isn't awful. As I said, that wild card spot, that's where my mind is focusing. And that's my realistic expectation, is that. Alrighty, today has been a fun episode. Hopefully on tomorrow's episode, I get my voice back just a little bit more so. 
I will be struggling when I'm talking. I feel like every breath I take, I'm like trying to exhale as deep as possible so I can get my voice to go. But with that being said, I will talk to you tomorrow. And like always, let's go blues. Bye, folks.